1: To the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
2: Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain?
3: Make it rain.
2: Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Alright guys, here we go. Welcome in. Sorry about the uh, technical difficulties uh, we're having here this morning, but uh, we have uh, managed to figure it out. There's more than one way uh, to uh, to figure out how to get the voices across to you, and uh, we have done that. So welcome in, Joe Ari, Dane Martinez, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to make it rain here, people. Plenty going on this morning, including uh, Wimbledon action. Get ready to take center stage. That's coming up at 8 o'clock. Djokovic and then the whole world to be uh, well, at least the whole betting world to be checking out Nadal and uh, and and Federer coming up uh, at about ten o'clock here this morning. Uh, Major League Baseball last night back in action uh, today, full slate of games. Uh, so there's a lot going on here, a lot to be excited about. And how, Dane, we even cashed an esports ticket yesterday. I don't know how, could monitor it. All I know is I had more money than I started with, so. I'm just going to assume our guys ended up coming through yesterday. So, uh, congratulations to the esports winners uh, putting a few bucks in our pocket yesterday.
4: Anti Maj in the building. Um, absolutely. <laughs> You know, that conversation was going on crazily yesterday. It continued on my show, Fantasy Freestyle, last night. People are really interested in it. But, Joe, what I really say, remember, this is coming from the guy who bets reality TV, right? So it doesn't matter what we're betting on. If the cash is still good for goods and services in this country, we will bet on it. So shout out to Anti-Magic. Good morning, Joe. But we had other big things going on, right? Trades in the NBA. Contract demands in the NFL right after we get off air. Big things going on besides just baseball and Wimbledon.
2: Yeah, NBA does an amazing job too of uh, of somehow managing to just uh, completely change the landscape every other like four days and like every four yeah, right. days you you have to kind of look and go like who's on the team like I don't I don't even know what rosters look like anymore and uh, I can't remember a season an off season where you had just about every major name. Uh, in the NBA, is now going to be wearing a different jersey. I can can I tell you something? I'm almost like, all right, let's go. I'm ready for the NBA right. season to kick up again. And I can't remember the last time we've had that kind of anticipation, that kind of excitement, heading into uh, a season that st- it just ended, and already we can't wait until the next season starts.
4: Yeah, and honestly, Joe, I think this is going to become a trend, not only in the NBA, but in other sports as well. And why? Because the players are kind of taking control of this themselves, right? Um, We see, you know, uh, Paul George says, okay, get me with Kawhi, you know, that sort of thing. Or, you know, Anthony Davis kind of worked his way to Los Angeles. And I think we're seeing that in other sports, right, in the NFL with the Melvin Gordon news coming off of, like, last year with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. I think across the uh, sports landscape, athletes are taking control of their narrative and trying to go where they want, create the conditions that they want. And I think it was led by the NBA players. And so I think we're going to start to see that when free agency opens on July 1st. It's not only free agency. The trade market is so crazy as well, obviously, with the big news yesterday of uh, Westbrook being moved. So, you know, I think one those are the dominoes that will always fall. And next summer, we're going to see some other names that come out of left field that we weren't thinking about trying to maneuver their situations.
2: Yeah, it's uh, and it, it seems like we're on a two-year cycle here in the NBA because yeah. when you look at what these teams have had to give up, D- Daryl Morey, the GM of the Houston Rockets, guys, w- they, they don't have a draft pick for the next seven years, basically. Right. In the uh, so it's it's do or die for these teams Some who are have mortgaging in the draft future,
4: month, right, for the rest of a decade.
2: Yeah. <laughs> To win now, and, and that's basically it. They, you're giving them, and if I'm these GMs, if I'm Darryl Morey, like, what do I care we don't have a pick in three years? Because chances are, I'm probably not going to be here if this doesn't work anyway. So it, it kind of push all the chips in the table. You got guys like... You know Jerry West, who's 81 years old. Do you think he gives a crap if there's not going to be a draft pick in the next four years? Like he's just like, all right, the time is now. It's win at all costs. Win now. We'll kick the we'll kick the uh, can down the road. Whatever may happen down the road happens, but we've got to win now. And it's not a build for the future. It's a win now. And and let's face it, what is Oklahoma City going to do with all with 97 draft? They're going to use that to go out and get. The Giannis of the world. They're going to go out and use that draft capital to try and lure other big free agents over the next couple of years to Oklahoma City.
4: Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, Joe. You know it. I've said it now so many times. It is a race away from the middle. Right. And when you have an opportunity, when the window is open, when the iron is hot, that is when you strike. Look at look. Look at the Cleveland Browns, Joe. They were acquiring all that draft capital. Then they finally hit on Baker Mayfield, right? And then they're like, boom, it's time for us to go all in right now. And that's what we are seeing with some of these teams. If you're a team, you know, like L.A., and you want to go for it, you go for it. If you're a team now like Oklahoma City, and you realize you're not going to contend, let me accumulate the assets so I can have them as weapons in my disposal over the course of the next few years. But that's what it is, Joe. Some teams are saying, now is my time. More teams are thinking that because they think the Warriors are vulnerable. And other teams that realize they can't compete right now are just going to accumulate as much assets as possible so they can strike when the iron is hot, whenever they do hit on, you know, the process, whenever that is. And I think that's what we're seeing across all of sports. The race away from the middle, Joe, and uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder have declared that, You know, in their race, they're taking the fork that's going, uh, we'll kick the can down the road and we'll accumulate assets and we'll strike when the iron's hot. The real question now is, where's Chris Paul going to go? Because I doubt he he stays on the thunder by the season tip-off, you know, myself. I think the banana boat gets back together in L.A.
2: I don't, for the life of me, and this is maybe the other big part of it. I can't tell you if any of these moves are A-rated. Like, I honestly have no idea... Can can Westbrook and Harden coexist? I have no idea. Can, can right. AD and LeBron manage to I have no idea. I mean, Kawhi and Paul George, great. Looks good. Like, all on of paper. this looks great on paper, and and it's like big names and lights and all of that good stuff, but ultimately I have no idea if any of these teams can sustain success over an 82-game season plus the play. I have no idea. Maybe that's why the NBA is actually, you know, king of the hill right now and uh, is going to give the NFL a run for their money, that's for sure. All right, we'll give you the latest numbers from Vegas, tell you what uh, what they think about the trade, has it moved the needle? We'll talk about that next Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
6: To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321.
1: If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com.
2: Hi, right, welcome back in here on this uh, Friday edition of Make It Rain, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. want to thank you guys very much for making us a part of your day as, uh, you know, technology is wonderful when it works. We're working through it, but we want to thank you for your patience. Uh, and, of course, we're excited for the weekend. We do have some tennis action here. Wimbledon, all big names, which is nice. The big three plus Serena, in all likelihood, uh, will be holding up a uh, some sort of championship, uh, you know, uh, another Grand Slam tournament, Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, Serena, good stuff there uh, for Wimbledon. And then, of course, Major League Baseball had a little taste of it again last night, back at it today, full slate. The NBA continues to make uh, headlines here today with a, yet another trade involving a, a monster all-star name, that, of course, being... Russell Westbrook on his way to the uh, Houston Rockets to take on uh, or to partner up with his old buddy there, James Harden. And uh, for those of you that don't remember, they did play together uh, for a little while uh, back, uh, you know, a few years ago, that is, uh, before they all decided to go. Yeah, and then they decided to uh, to all go on their merry way, and uh, I feel bad for the Oklahoma City Thunder fan base. I know how invested they were in Russell Westbrook. I know how invested Russell Westbrook was in the community there, so yeah. it's tough losing a guy like Durant um, that you watched and that you supported grow and decide to leave, and now, of course, Russell Westbrook, too. He's on his way, Paul George. It's uh, It's a rough time, I think, for the Oklahoma City fan base, but... I do trust. If I was you guys, I would trust Sam Presti. Don't forget, through the draft, he was able to build all of that. So he would right. the Serge Ibaka's, the James Hardens, the Russell Westbrook. So Steve you have Adams. the right guy at the helm for a rebuild. Whether or not, again, whether or not he uses all of those picks for a rebuild will will depend on it. But I do think at least they can hang their hat on the fact that I think the right guy's in charge in Oklahoma City. So Thunder fans, I know it sucks now. Uh, but it could very well get better sooner rather than later, Dane.
4: Yeah, I think it will. You know, I keep on going back to my running away from the middle narrative. And listen, if you're the Oklahoma City Thunder, what was going to happen this year anyway? Russell Westbrook was going to go for like thirty-seven, eleven, and twelve per game, you know. But you weren't going to win many games. You weren't competing with the Clippers, with the Lakers, with the with the Nuggets, with the Warriors, with the Jazz right now. And what have you done? You have flipped now, Paul George. And Russell Westbrook into literally dozens of high round picks, you know, over the course of the next four years. So if we fast forward, Joe, and God willing, when we're still doing this show in like, you know, 2022, what we're going to be seeing is, wow, look at the young core of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then they're going to be able to flip like one or two more of those picks for a really good player at a trading deadline three years down the road. And when LeBron has retired, when Anthony Davis is going off his, like, 11th surgery, when, you know, when uh when Kawhi Leonard has, like, decided he wants to uh go do something else, the Thunder will be primed and ready to go to once again ascend in the West. And I think, like you said, it comes down to uh, Presti really kind of – um understanding where they are. I say teams need to look themselves in the mirror. The Thunder have looked themselves in the mirror, realized they can't keep up in the arms race, and so they kick the can down the road. That is the way of uh, professional sports here in 2019.
2: Yeah, it's uh, and that's going to be the way of the NBA. Now, some people will say this is awful. It's awful for the fans because it's so hard. You know, You want to get attached. Yeah. You want to feel... You know, you want to feel invested in guys, and then all of a sudden saying, they're I mean, here today. Yeah. not all of a sudden. Yeah, it's, I mean, listen, it's, yeah, 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 no, but, uh, you know, again, tell that to the guys in Toronto right now who all bought right. Kawhi Leonard jerseys. So it's 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 not easy. I mean, you know, Golden State is uh, people sitting with Durant jerseys. It, it sucks. Uh, Paul George jerseys. It's. It's not fun. I mean, George just signed. A, you thought for sure you locked him up there in a four-year deal. Like it gave him, a, we gave him all the money he wanted. We got our yeah. duo, and then he leaves, and now the dominoes fall. And yeah, he's been there eleven years, but it, it ain't going to be any easier pill to swallow for a fan base. And that's just the way of the NBA now, where there's not going to be any more. Uh, there's not going to be any more loyalty, so to speak. And, and quite honestly, I think it's maybe one of the hardest sports to be a dedicated fan to of one team. Like you can be right. a fan of the NBA and look at this and go, this is the greatest thing ever now from, uh, not having a horse in the race. I'm just, I'm excited to watch to see how it all unfolds. But man, if you're in the city, like you're a diehard fan of one of these teams, like What in the hell are you supposed to – it's rough, I think, for the the fan base fans in the NBA. The casual fans actually has it better than the diehard fan, which is crazy.
4: Yeah, that makes sense to me. And you know what's really funny, Joe, is when you were just saying, like, if you don't have a horse in the race, right? And I'm like – yeah, like me and then I realized, "Wait, I'm a Knicks fan." But at this point to be a Knicks yeah. fan is like not having a dog in the race. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I thought that was funny. And then I yeah, think about it. True. Though, in this in this cuz you're right in the in the 80s, let's say, right? There were players that were synonymous with their teams. You know what I mean, Bird, Magic, right. Dominique Wilkins, you know, you know that sort of thing, right? Jordan clearly. Um even when he gets to things like Kobe. And I'm thinking now, I'm trying to go through the current the current superstars in the NBA, right? How many of them, Joe, do you think will literally just spend their entire career with the one team that drafted them. I can think of like three or four. I'm thinking of Stephen clay. I'm thinking of Giannis who may stay a buck for life. I'm thinking of Damian Lillard who just signed this super max extension, whatever it is. Can you really think of any like legit all NBA kind of talent, like year in year out all-star that you really think is will or like stay with their franchise for the entire career? Because no, you're right. This is the way it goes, the player movement. And they just text their boys and, like, how can we link up? How can we sync our contracts up? Because there's very few. I don't know, Joe. Can you think of any more, really?
2: You know, I don't think it – I think they're, they're going to be unicorns, man. I, I really do. Like, you hear about them, Bigfoot. You, you've you heard about them, but you don't, I don't know that you're ever going to see them. I mean, hell, it didn't get any more Miami Heat than Dwayne Wade and, and even he. Went and played for two other teams before he eventually came back. I mean, the Dirt Naviskeys of the world. I don't know if we'll ever see him again, man. I really, I really don't. I even, Steph's even like Lillard. Once he, sh- I don't know. With Stephen Clay, maybe the the um, the two that you can look at and be like, they'll, they'll probably. But I mean, hell, they were saying that same thing about the Wayne Wade here that he'll always be a. And then all of a sudden, boom, he's in Chicago. He's in Cleveland. It's like, what the hell just happened here? Uh, it's crazy. It, it depends on how long they play, and uh, even a four-year con. What does a four-year contract mean in the NBA now, Dan? What does it mean? So you got your max money. What the hell does that mean now?
4: Yeah, absolutely nothing. And don't forget, Joe. And I think it's like two or three years. They're going to negotiate a new CBA, right? Hopefully, right. Um, with you know, right. and so then we're going to start. People think these contracts are crazy now. We're going to start seeing guys make like literally $50 million a year. When this Giannis Antetokounmpo contract is up, they're going to offer – people are going to offer him. They're going to line up to offer him $50 million a year. Will the Bucs be able to match that? Or then will even Giannis, who is a guy who I'm sure a lot of people think, oh, well, he'll be in Milwaukee. He says all the right things. He wants to uplift that franchise. But I guarantee you in like six years from now – Giannis is going to be on a major team in a major market, probably, you know, and that's the way it goes. And it's unfortunate. You think these rules with the bird rights and the Supermax are really to try to um, increase the chance of a guy staying with their home franchise. But, you know, it's it's swimming against the whirlpool at this point.
2: It really is, man. But uh, but kudos to them. I mean, Vegas, they didn't. There weren't a whole lot of action going on yesterday, uh, last night with the announcement from the trade. I mean, Houston went from a 12-1 to uh, favorite to win the NBA championship next year to an 8-1. to They're now fourth in the NBA. The Clippers, uh, for the most part, it's a little difference between West Coast and East Coast. And the West Coast, they, uh, the Lakers are still the favorite, believe it or not. But in points bed and, uh, and, and FanDuel on the East Coast in Jersey – uh, it's still the Clippers who are the favorite and not a lot of movement knowing Russell Westbrook's on his way to Houston. So the the bookmakers are like, "That's ah, nice, but it's not going to uh, not going to change the world by." And and plus, I don't blame how the hell can you even handicap what that team is going to look like? We'll try to do it
1: next.
4: here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez. We're going to get Joe back in a couple of minutes, okay? You know, we always talk about technology as a beautiful thing when it works. But we're going to keep it riding going on here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. Also got to tell you guys, listen, put your money where your mouth is. And take a shot by opening a sports wagering account and FanDuel, Jersey's largest sportsman. Go to fantasy.com free and you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That is a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at fanduelcom slash grid. Point spread, game total, props, parlays, any game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanTool.com slash grid, open your new account, and claim you your free wager of up to $500 today. And also, got to remind you, if you have a gambling problem, Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See the website, fanduel.com grid, for details. All right, we are back getting into it. And by the way, I also got to let you guys know that, as usual, we have a poll question up, okay? You can always follow us at FNTSY Radio, at Joe Ranieri, at Spittin' Speeds. The question I ask you, and it's the lead into to what I want to talk about this segment as we get our man, the Rain Man, back, is – uh. What do you think is going to happen here with Melvin Gordon and the Chargers? What is the end game for Melvin Gordon and the Chargers? If you did not hear yesterday, big news out of the NFL. um, And we'll see what it turns out to be down the road because of how the Chargers respond. But yesterday morning, Melvin Gordon or his agent came on out and said, listen, uh, you need to either extend me. Or you need to trade me. And if you don't do either, I'm not reporting to training camp. And that's interesting because Melvin Gordon did report to kind of OTA's mini camp last month or earlier this month, okay? But now Melvin Gordon, who is on the last year of his rookie deal, okay? Most rookie deals are the four-year contracts. But then with the option for the fifth year that the team can kind of opt into, they activated that fifth year of Melvin Gordon's contract, right? And uh, Melvin Gordon is saying, listen, man. I don't want to do it. I'm a running back who's going to be age 26. I want that security. I have been one of the best running backs in the NFL over the last three years since I have been in the NFL. Okay. He came into it from Wisconsin. There were some injury concerns. Okay. But if you look at all the metrics, the PFF grades and stuff like that, especially running against stacked boxes, okay, Melvin Gordon is easily. One of the top backs in the NFL. Melvin Gordon is easily RB1 for fantasy purposes. Melvin Gordon is easily a first-round fantasy football draft pick this year. I personally have him as number six overall in fantasy. Okay, And this guy now comes out and says, listen, you got to pay me or you got to trade me. And I'm of a lot of different minds of this. First is like, wow. Le'Veon Bell. Remember last year when Le'Veon Bell was saying, no, I'm doing this for the principle of it all. I'm doing this to start to blaze a trail for other players. Well, here it is. Okay. Melvin Gordon is one of these beneficiaries because now when he makes this kind of ultimatum, when he makes this kind of demand, the Chargers have to be like, you know what? He may actually hold out. We've seen it happen. We saw it happen with Le'Veon Bell. He actually had the testicular fortitude to hold himself out all year. So now this threat that uh, Melvin Gordon is making carries more weight. You know what I mean? And I can understand Melvin Gordon doing it. He's got an opportunity of leverage. What is the leverage, you ask? Well, to me, the leverage is the fact that the Chargers are one of the contenders in the AFC. All right, you may hear me on my other show, Fantasy Freestyle. I do division by division previews, team previews and stuff. And people know I have been high on the Chargers uh, for the last two years, okay? And going into this year, I believe the Los Angeles Chargers are one of, if not the most complete Team in all of football, okay? They addressed any holes on their defense with drafting um, Tillery, the kid out of Notre Dame, to plug up the middle in the first round. They got the safety Adderley in the second round, okay, to pair with Derwin James with their cornerbacks like Hayward and King who are ridiculous, okay? They have one of the top-rated secondaries in the NFL. They have the pass rush they need on defense with Boza and Ingram. They have everything they need. OK, and here's the other thing. I'm high on the Chargers. A lot of people are. It's kind of a, a sexy pick to go far, especially if you expect any kind of regression from the Kansas City Chiefs this year, whether it be a Tyreek Hill suspension, or regression from Patty Mahomes, them missing Kareem Hunt or whatever the reason you think the Chiefs may uh, you know, slow down a little bit this year. The Chargers window is open. The Chargers window is open right now. And I understand you might be able to say, oh, running backs, they're a dime a dozen, blah, blah, blah. Most running backs are. Not your all-pro, not your pro-bowl running backs, okay? Melvin Gordon is one of, oh, I don't know, six or seven running backs in the NFL that actually, I think, do move the needle. And the key is the rest of the team, the Chargers, are ready to win right now. So ultimately... And unfortunately for the Chargers, I think they may have to pay the man. I think they may have to pay the man because the window – the window is is as long as Philip Rivers is still there, which is what? Another two years, right? Because at that point in time, they're going to have to reset anyway. They have this opportunity now with Philip Rivers still upright and healthy, having one of his best seasons of his career last year. All the pieces are in place. Hunter Henry coming back up. A lot of people think a breakout emergence from Mike Williams coming this year, right? So if they're ready to win, you don't just pull out your Pro Bowl running back. And I know a lot of people think Austin Eckler is serviceable in his work last year. I know a lot of people think Josh Jackson flashed last year in his limited time on a Thursday night against the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. But you need your horse. Melvin Gordon is one of the like six or seven workhorse running backs in the NFL. The team is ready to win now. I I think you actually have to pay him. I think that because of the kind of on the precipice nature that the Chargers have, I think because of the, uh, in essence, the precedent and test and, and, and testimony of Le'Veon Bell, the precedent that, listen, The running back at this age may, in fact, actually hold out. They can't necessarily just call Melvin Gordon's bluff, okay? And Melvin Gordon knows he could go the Le'Veon Bell route. He could sit out all year, wind up next year, have more tread on his tires, be a 27-year-old running back, and be a wide-open free agent. He knows he'll have the market. And so, really, the ball is, in fact, in the Los Angeles Chargers uh, court in order to I think pay man. all right? And let me know what you think. You can do that in so many different ways, okay? We obviously have the chat room going on right now, people letting us know what they think there. But we do also have the poll question. I said, what do you think the end game here for Melvin Gordon and the Chargers are? Do you think the Chargers do, in fact, extend him? Do you think the Chargers go ahead and trade him? Do you think Gordon actually sticks to his word, neither one of these things happen, and he actually does hold out for a period of time? Or do you think this is a lot of buzz about nothing, he'll wind up playing this year, play out the rest of the last year of this deal, the rookie contract, and then there's just no way that he like comes back to the Chargers and he moves on after this season? Right now, 55% of you guys out there agree with me and think the Chargers will extend him. I think this is a unique situation where – You know, the player has leverage. And you would think, oh, what about last year when Le'Veon Bell was in this situation? Didn't a lot of people think that the Pittsburgh Steelers were primed and ready to make a championship run? They had been a perennial playoff contender. Similar concept when you have Big Ben, the aging star quarterback as well. Here's the difference for me. The Steelers really believed in James Conner. The Steelers thought they had a a big-time replacement. In James Conner, and it turns out they did. This year, James Conner is a first-round fantasy draft pick, right? James Conner was a pro bowler last year, so they knew they had their proverbial next man up in James Conner. I don't think that the Chargers are necessarily in the same position, okay? They like Austin Eckler. They like Josh Jackson, but I don't think they believe – That he represents the next man up in the same way that the Steelers believe that Connor was ready to, you know, step right in and do the job. I think that is a big difference. And when you think about if you're the Chargers, like, can you risk the loss of Melvin Gordon? I actually don't think you can. I think you need to extend them. And 55% of you in the chat room do in fact agree. And here's the reason I bring this up. Okay, look at it right now. If you look at this division, okay, the Los Angeles Chargers, their win total right now in most places is nine and a half or even ten in some places. That is one of the highest win totals in the AFC. In the entire NFL, if you look at, you know, the markets, I'm over on FanDuel right now. The, the the Chargers are plus 175 choices to win the AFC West, okay? A lot of people like the Kansas City Chiefs. They're one of the big favorites. I'm fading the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that there's regression from Patty Mahomes. I think Tyreek Hill misses time, you know, things of that nature, right? If you look at the AFC, the Chargers— Are like, in essence, tied for the third choice. You got the Patriots at plus 320. You got the Chiefs at plus 350. Okay. You set those two aside, and the Chargers are, in essence, the next choice. They are basically tied with the Indianapolis Colts and the Cleveland Browns, teams that people like to maybe win the uh, AFC South and the AFC North. The Chargers are right there. The Colts are at plus 700, Browns 750, and the Chargers at plus 750. So, this is a team that is a legitimate. Contender, And then there's a huge drop in the AFC down to the Pittsburgh Steelers at 14 to 1. All right? So they're a real contender. And I don't think you want to, on a real contender, all of a sudden be ready to have, you know, fantasy first-round draft pick Melvin Gordon to lead your running back stable. And then all of a sudden you back him out and you have Austin Eckler and Josh Jackson. I think because of where the Chargers are primed and ready to go. The Chargers. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a But I want to hear what you think. Let me know in the chat room. Let me know on the phone line. can open up the phone lines as well. The number is 844 We'll talk a little bit about this and more when we come back on Make It Rain on the uh, award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And who knows? We'll be we checking. We may have Joe Renner back as well. Come on back and find a mystery How's that? Hold back.
0: Call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, andro400.com.
4: Welcome back. Make it rain here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dean Martinez holding you guys down. We're gonna get Joe Henry back in a minute. Working on that right now. You know we got me in New York. We got Joe in Miami making it happen. Maybe it's the beautiful sun over there that's frying the uh, frying the internet out there. And you know he's ready to talk a little bit of golf. We're gonna be doing that as soon as Joe gets back. But I was talking about Melvin Gordon and how I think this is actually a unique situation. Where Melvin Gordon swung the the hammer of leverage at the absolute right time, and I got someone in the chat room uh, just going by a number here, four four six three zero one three, is saying kind of taking the opposite side here, is saying, listen, running Run. back to our diamond dozen, and that they should actually just let him walk. And I know some people think that running backs are a diamond dozen, and I know that that has played out over the course of the last few years in the NFL, right? As we move to this passing league, we know that the average running back lifespan is something like three or four years max. We know that's why a lot of times these running backs don't get big time contracts later on in their career because this position is viewed as, you know, replaceable very easily. Kind of when you think about like the quote unquote value over replacement, that sort of thing. So I understand completely the camp and the idea that, you know, you could just go out and find someone that will replace Melvin Gordon. But I disagree, okay? And I think that running backs are a dime a dozen. I think Melvin Gordon is actually above the line of where you can say, no, 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 this is actually an important player on your squad that will raise all boats and open up a ton of other things. And one of the reasons for that is if you look at some PFF numbers, they do um, – stats and ratings against stacked boxes against when there's like eight in the box or even more. And Melvin Gordon is actually the best running back in the NFL over the last three years in that context when facing eight or more in the box. Okay. So that's not just the, uh, you know, it's like him, Zeke Elliott and Todd Gurley, you know, and that's not just any other running back. Okay. I think Melvin Gordon actually is a running back that is, you know, kind of In that top tier, whether it be fantasy or in real football. Now, I understand that the Chargers may be hesitant because, you know, he's had an injury, concerns in the past, things of that nature. But the other part of this, and I'm saying this to 446-3013 in the chat room and to anybody else who will listen, is that the Chargers are primed and ready for success right now. You know, and so here's the alternative. The alternative is they go ahead and let him go. Right. And they go at it with like an Austin Eckler and a Josh Jackson. Or they go out and sign someone off the street like a Jay Ajayi, who is still available out there. Right. Or they go and trade for a guy like a LaShawn McCoy or something like that. Or any other guy that could be on the move. Right. Or could be brought in. There is a drop off from Melvin Gordon to whoever that is. And when you talk about the Los Angeles Chargers this season, I think one game might matter. Okay. The difference of one game, one quarter might matter. Remember, the Chargers and the Chiefs both finished 12 and four last year. The Chiefs just won a tiebreaker. Okay. And guess what? If the Chargers had that tiebreaker, then instead of having to go to New England divisional weekend where they got boat raced, right? It was like 45 to. 14, something like that. Instead of having to go to New England in that division weekend, they host the game instead. Maybe an East coast team is flying out West. Okay. It is so close. When you're splitting hairs at the top of the conference, okay, whether it be for buys, for home field advantage, they are likely going to have another battle for a division title with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And one game might make the difference, and the delta between Melvin Gordon and like your Austin Eckler, Josh Jackson, or whatever's behind door number three, I think is actually a difference. And can the Chargers, as a franchise, risk that difference, even if it's this much? Even if it's this much, can they risk that difference when they're primed and ready to go and when they are, you know, in essence, in the last two years of Philip Rivers' career, of when he's a productive, also reliable quarterback that can get you to the promised land. When this defense is, you know, looking like they're going to be one of the top five in the NFL. Because of the rest of where the Chargers are, the idea that the 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 little boost that you get from Melvin Gordon not being an ordinary running back who is a dime a dozen. I think matters more for the Chargers than it would for say the Tennessee Titans or or, or uh, the Buffalo Bills, you know, or the Denver Broncos or or any other team who, instead of being projected to win ten games this year, is projected to win more like eight. When you're up at the top of the conference, literally potentially fighting for a division title, a bye, and or home field advantage against the likes of the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Colts, the NFC North winner, whoever you like that to be, whether that's Cleveland, Pittsburgh, or somebody else like Baltimore. You know, so I do think it does, in fact, matter, all right? And that's why we put it up as our poll question. And right now, you guys up. it has changed, though. Less people are thinking to extend them. More people think that Gordon kind of uh, holds true to his laurels here and actually does hold out. You know, the funny part is here's the other impact about it, right? And, you know, I talk about fantasy all the time. We talk about make it rain. We talk about, you know, the betting impact on all this. And I went over the win total for the Chargers. I went over their, their, their kind of division their division odds at plus 175. I think that's tasty, especially if Melvin Gordon is a part of this roster. The other part is the fantasy impact, right? And I think that's hysterical. I tell you, I am in this uh, Scotty Fishbowl league. Uh, Scotty Fish nine. It was a trending topic on Twitter. This is an amazing league. I mentioned it to Joe um, earlier in the week when we started the draft on uh, Monday, as the as you know, fantasy football season kind of kicks off. There are over twelve hundred teams in this in this fish, Scotty Fishbowl league. All right, in just my uh, I guess conference, we should call it. There are five divisions of of 12-team leagues, okay? So that's 60 teams right there in this one conference, all right? And there's apparently like 20 to 30 conferences. We're talking over 1,200 teams. Half of the teams are so-called experts that are in the fantasy community, work for websites, you know, um, either as writers or broadcasters like myself. And about half of them are fans who just want to get involved and kind of, you know, Test their skill up against the experts, right? And so in my, in my uh, division, which is called the Tecmo Bowl, Bo Jackson division, uh, there's some heavyweights, okay? We got, like, Brad Evans from Yahoo. We got my man Andy Singleton, the people's pen, man, myself as a shark in the water. And then you got some fans. And the way the format of this goes is uh, it's kind of over email. You know, it's one of these long-form drafts, and you have hours to make your pick, okay? And it kind of, you know, it signals you when you're up on the clock. And by the way, I may be up on the clock. Uh, personally, in about, uh, you know, in the next hour or so, there's one pick to be made until I go. We are deep in it. We are in the 15th round right now. Um, But the fun part about this is really the camaraderie, right? Because then you go on social media. Like I said, it was trending yesterday. You go on social media, and people are starting to talk about their teams. There's good-natured trash talk going on, right? And it was interesting that – um Somebody asked me on Twitter, like, everybody's talking about the Scott Fishbowl League. Like, what are the prizes? And there are technically some prizes, but they're all, like, donations from companies, you know, like, whether it's getting the championship belt, whether it's getting a free subscription to blah, blah, blah. But what it's really about is the pride. What it's really about is the bragging rights. What it's really about is talking smack to other experts and bringing in the fans, you know, kind of thing. And it's a a lot of fun. And so I bring that up because, you know, I was drafting. And uh, yesterday – I was drafting, and in, like, whatever, the 14th round that I was in, I needed a running back, okay? In my roster, I had, like, three or four running backs. I needed another running back. I go ahead and make my pick on who my running back is. It was, like, uh, who was it? It was, like, Edo Smith was my running back. Remember, we're in, like, the 15th round or whatever it is, right? And then this Melvin Gordon news comes out. And what do you know? The next two picks are, boom, Austin Eckler and Josh Jackson. You know, I, you know, and I think it's hysterical. And this is the this is the um, this is kind of the risk of drafting early. You know, we talk about we talk about, um, you know, when do you want to draft? How am oh I going to start right after July 4th? And now it's the kind of, uh, you know, the draft season is starting. But these are the, this is the risk. These things can happen, right? We're going to see injuries in, like, training camp in week one of the preseason. We're still going to see more player movement. I mentioned a guy like Jay Ajayi, I think, is still out there. There's some other kind of unsigned guys that are still going to join teams that are going to change the dynamic for uh, volume, for touches, for production, right? And so if you go ahead and made a, uh, made a draft pick— and then something happens, like it's Melvin Gordon news, and he does in fact say get traded, or he does in fact hold out. Like if this time last year you drafted Le'Veon Bell, you thought you had a first round running back, and he didn't play it down all season. You know what I mean? So it's very interesting about also when you time out your drafts. <coughs> Excuse me. It's also very interesting when you time out your drafts, and a lot of people are doing it early. But that's um, that's when, that's when it uh, gets you know that's when it gets going. But you do risk these kind of implications. And I think it's funny that at this point of the draft, you know, when you're in like round 15 and you're taking flyers on people anyway, right? Wine as well. Take a guy who may ascend to be a lead running back because the guy is uh, the guy who's in that position is now holding out, you know what I mean? And so that's what would have happened if you drafted James Connor last year. And it really kind of, it worked out well. You know what I mean? And so we'll see if that's what happens this year with guys like Austin Eckler, with guys like Josh Jackson. I think that's the way it's going to go. Let me do a favor and uh, bring in Venmo Brian here right now. He's our resident millennial out here. And uh, I want to ask him a couple questions about this Melvin Gordon thing as it relates to fantasy, and then also about the way that players are kind of taking control, taking control of their own narratives and going where they want. So Venmo B, are you with me, brother man?
3: What's
4: up? Hey, what's going on? So what do you think about this Melvin Gordon thing? Do you think the guys need to – do you think the Chargers need to turn around and pay them? Do you think that this is made – or more importantly, do you think this is made possible by the Le'Veon Bell move of last year?
3: Yeah, but I'm more worried about Zeke in like two years doing the same thing. Uh, uh, uh. Yes, you are a Cowboys fan. You are That's worried about maybe problem.
4: Zeke. Right, but Zeke also – here's the thing. The problem is that the Cowboys have more leverage there because, listen, Melvin Gordon has been a good citizen, right? Melvin Gordon has missed some games because of injury and stuff, but there's no real suspension risk with Melvin Gordon, right? With Zeke Elliott, the question is more like I know the production is there, but there are other reasons why he may not be worth the extension or the long-term investment, you know, because not only do you worry about potentially missing games due to injury, but you worry about him, you know, three strikes and he's out you know what I mean, kind of thing. You you could be worried about him missing a substantial chunk of time due to injury. He's already served the six-game suspension, so that makes sense. But let's take it back. You, know, you said, right, Melvin Gordon could do this. You're worried about Zeke doing this. It is the rare player that can do this, right? The guy in the chat room is like, hey, running backs are a dime a dozen. But the people we're talking about, Le'Veon Bell, Zeke Elliott, Melvin Gordon, these guys are not a dime a dozen. You know what I mean? So – um, do you think Antonio Brown did this? You know, we see Anthony Davis doing this in, uh, in the NBA, you know, Paul George was able to do this. Russell Westbrook was able to do this. These are guys who are not a dime a dozen. Do you think this trend for true all-star talent, do you think this precedent will continue?
3: Definitely. Especially if it works, look at Le'Veon Bell. Like, I guess it didn't really work, but at least he got paid eventually. So, I mean, then it did work, right? Yeah. He's out a
4: week. Exactly. But wait, wait is not a big deal, Joe. I mean, excuse me, uh, Venmo B, when, like, you know you have the pot of gold at the end of the tunnel. And here's the other thing that could happen, and it could happen to Melvin Gordon. What happens if last year in week five, Lev Bell tears his ACL or his Achilles? What happens if Melvin Gordon, they don't extend him, they don't trade him? He's playing out the last year of his deal, and instead of getting a bite at the free agency, he tears his Achilles in week 11 this year then what happened you know and there you go tommy guns is in there saying as well a contract is a contract play it out uh on some level and you know players are starting to try to feel differently and they can leverage it if it works that's what they're gonna do all right we're coming back on the other side of the break they have joe ranieri back we'll talk about this and a whole lot more i'm sure he wants to talk a little bit of golf as well so come on back top of the hour it's more make it rain here on the fantasy sports radio network
6: To get your complimentary bottle, text youth to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321.
0: Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish, Gray Albright of Razzball.com. Bryce Harper is
2: basically like a 32-homer, 10-steel, 250-hitter. Like, uh, uh, okay, I mean, that's fine. It's not terrible. This is, that is no longer a top-15 bat at all, especially the way
0: everyone's hitting. Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern, on the EVTSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers
4: welcome back make it rain here on the fantasy sports radio network here on a friday as we head on into the weekend we've been talking about two major things so far on our number one We've been talking about the impact of this Russell Westbrook trade to the Houston Rockets. Okay, the Houston uh, the Houston Rockets send uh, Chris Paul back in the deal, as well as some draft pick swaps over the course of the next few years. That is big time. Russell Westbrook reuniting with James Harden, this time in Houston. And we looked at it from the Houston side of things. We looked at it from the Oklahoma City side of things. As I said, my thesis, and I've said this in all sports, it is a race away from the middle. The Houston Rockets still think they could do some things. The Oklahoma City Thunder is pushing the reset button. They are seeing the arms race in the Western Conference saying, this ain't us right now. They're going to kick the can down the road, accumulate draft assets, and make it happen. You know, when the time is right, after LeBron walks away, after the Golden State Warriors dynasty is truly compromised, and after this Clippers thing plays out, they will certainly have the draft assets to make a run a few years down the road. Then, we also talked a little bit about this Melvin Gordon drama where he came out and announced, or his agent did yesterday, that he wants to be extended by the Chargers, or else he wants to be traded by the Chargers, or else he is not going to report to training camp when it opens in a couple of weeks for the Chargers. We'll see how this one plays out. Will the Chargers extend or trade him? Will Gordon hold to his guns? And why I believe it is relevant of the Chargers to act. I think, I that again, out to. the Give the hug great, that puppy got that. Pump-